In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. So today, I want to talk a little bit about offerings, and blessings, and giving. Today we've heard in the epistle one of the main texts that teaches us the spiritual principles behind Christian giving and Christian offering. And what I want to highlight what St. Paul is telling the Corinthians today about how they are to give, how they are to give of their finances, give of their wealth, give of their time. These principles don't only apply simply to those things of material wealth, but they apply to our very spiritual lives as well. And so I want to bring that out in the epistle today. I want to begin where the epistle begins. The image that is given to us is that of sowing. It's not of any other thing, but of putting seed into the ground in the hope that something will germinate and grow and turn into something else. And in that image is what we want to hold in our mind as we go through this text. So let us begin with God loves a cheerful giver. Remember what we have talked about over this time as we've talked about what love is. Love is the giving. Love is what unites us together. When we do something for the other, it is an act of love, and that unites us with the person. And so when, God, when we read the words, God loves a cheerful giver, it's not simply an emotion, but it's that God is recognizing in something of our actions when we give that is like him. We are uniting with the same actions that he has given to us. So what is it that God has given us? He's given us all of the fruits and the bounties of nature. We have this. We haven't even asked for it. We're born into it, and God gives us this bounty. And when we go and we sow the seed of an offering, of a giving to somebody else, it is like this. We take what God has already given us, and we give it to another in the hope that God will multiply it for the other, and also for ourselves. For the epistle begins that those who sow bountifully will reap bountifully. So it is of reaping and of harvest that this epistle is about. Of our offering as a harvest, when we sow, we also receive a blessing back. However, the epistle, and St. Basil the Great brings this out most poignantly, God cares about how we give. Not just that we are giving, but how we give. And this is the principle that I want to, one of the principles that I want to highlight. Basil the Great says this, People who give reluctantly or under compulsion, they present a blemished sacrifice, which should not be accepted. So what does God care about? God cares about the matters of the heart, not necessarily the amount that we're giving, not about what it is that we are hoping to gain in return, but that we give not without any reluctance, not without with not, not with any compulsion, not someone forcing us to do this, but when we give in freedom and we give in joy, that cheerful giver that we began with, then it is a good and acceptable sacrifice to God. All of our offerings are sacrifices to God, even when we give them to a person and not necessarily to the church, 
or to, and by some other means to some charity. But when we give an offering to somebody else, we are giving a sacrifice unto God. And this is a spiritual principle that we can take out into the world in all things. So how are we to give? How are we to give in that cheerful giver attitude? We see in one of the lines that we are to give bountifully. But what's hidden in here is a Greek word that we actually say all the time in our Orthodox life. Evlogisis, which is blessing. So when we are sowing a seed, we give it as a blessing to somebody else. We don't simply say, here, go take care of something. But what is the, we can't give something as a blessing without having within our heart the desire for the benefit of the other. So St. John Chrysostom, when he says this, he says, don't understand this word to be abundantly, because there was even confusion in his time about this, even though they were reading it in Greek. This word doesn't mean abundantly, he says. It means to give with a blessing, which is far greater than this, far greater than just giving abundantly. But what we give, we give as a blessing to the other. So our giving, when it is done in this way, it's a prayer. It's, inter it's an intercession for the person. This is how we say to God, may it be blessed, or may this person be blessed. So this is one of the main principles of our Christian offering, is the giving of a blessing to receive a harvest of blessing back, and truly for the desire and benefit of the other. And we see this in the next line. You will be enriched in every way for great generosity. And here, too, is something that's hidden in the English language. There's the Greek word haplopite, which means to fully spread out, something that is not folded up or has any hidden element in it. It's simple, and you can see it all. So when we give with great generosity, it's not something that's complex or that's something that has some sort of hidden clause, a fine print behind it. But we give out of that simplicity of heart. Again, returning to St. John Chrysostom, when he says this, he says we can understand this word when he repeats this verse back to his people. He translates it in this way. That being enriched in everything to all open-handedness. So that word that we hear as generosity, St. John Chrysostom hears as having an open hand before the person. Not a fist or closed tightly around something else, but that we have it as an open offering to somebody. And to, he says that to bestow lavishly is what we call herein an open-handedness, which worketh out through us a thanksgiving to God. So, it is not a debt owed. It is not when we have something that has a debt owed to somebody or that we are returning. This is not the blessing that we're talking about. This is not the Christian almsgiving, the Christian stewardship, or the Christian sacrifice. It is not in the giving or owing of debts. That betrays sort of a market, marketplace, stock market sort of exchange, tit-for-tat relationship. Something that is more like a payment for some good deed that someone has done. We see 
not that this is bad. This is lauded even in Scripture when we honor what has been given and we have a relationship that's built. We see this in um, Moses helping Ruel's daughters when he defends them from the shepherds who are bullying or maybe worse than that to his daughters. And Moses defends the daughters. Ruel thanks him by bringing him and inviting him to dinner. And eventually, this is how Moses gets married. But for, Christ, for Christians, that open-handedness we see also in many other examples of Scripture. We see it in Abraham when he sees the three men coming, the angels of the Lord that he finds out later. He simply lays out his table before them. When Rahab hides the spies as they come into the, as they're spying into her city, and then God, they, she hides the spies and Joshua. And what does she receive? She receives the blessing, and not only the blessing of not being one of those who is, the, who her, her home stands as the rest of the city is destroyed, but she also becomes part of the line that becomes and gives us our very Lord. So Rahab receives a great blessing in return. We also see it outside of the New Testament in many, many of our saints, but one that we are approaching as we get closer to the Nativity Fast of St. Nicholas, when he gives those gold coins and tosses them into a window to save and bless that family who was in dire straits, to, a, to save a father from a horrible choice of sending his daughters into slavery. This blessing and this open-handedness, this is what is given to us today and we see in the examples of the saints and we see in the examples throughout the scriptures of Christian hospitality and Christian blessing of the other. So this is what we are to do, but God doesn't just command us to do this or guide us in this way, but it always, there's always God's promise that accompanies it. He says, and this is God's promise, that you may always have enough of everything. So the first part, because it's a two-part promise that we see in the epistle, is that God's promise is for our physical sufficiency. He doesn't promise that if we give a lot, we'll get amazing dividends in return for the same sort of physical blessing. But what he does promise is that if you have this desire to bless and you have this open hand with your goods for the good of the other, that you will never lack for anything that you need. God will provide. St. John Chrysostom, when he's talking about this, says that he, God has taken away the excuse with this promise to not give, to think about, oh, what will happen if I have this attitude? Won't, he says this, he puts this in the mouth of his own people, that what if, you tell, if you're telling yourself, I might become poor if I give like this. If I have this attitude, I'll just become a poor man. And God says that that, St. Paul says, and St. John Chrysostom says that this promise makes that an excuse that does not apply. God promises that we will not become poor. He'll always take care of us. And when we make our offering, whether that's in an alms to a poor or to, in a tithe or in some sort of free will offering, something extra that we want to help and bless someone with, God promises that we won't lack anything first, anything that we need, and that offering will never harm us. So this is part of that first part of that promise. Our offerings will never be a harm to us. The second promise is this, that he will provide, God will provide, 
in abundance of every good work. So when God gives us something, he has in mind also that we can give even more. When he blesses us, he gives us to even more, even more of that open-handedness, even more of the blessing out into the world. And this second part also has an emphasis because it's repeated twice. At first, he says that we'll have an abundance for every good work, but then St. Paul says something in a different way, that it will increase the harvest of your righteousness. So it's righteousness that is the primary harvest. When we give, and we give in that blessing, we receive righteous, the righteousness of God and God himself. That harvest of righteousness can be none other than Jesus Christ himself. So the abundant blessing will be given as spiritual riches to be overflowing. The riches of spiritual blessing are righteousness. And what are these fruits? What, are, what is this harvest? It's a heart that's free of the cares and snares of the world. All of those worries when we give with an open hand and give with a blessing, the passion of having worry and the passion of having, uh, being covetous, we, are ta- we know that we are taken care of when we give. God looks for us to do this. So free a heart that's free from the cares and snares of the world when we make our offering. And grace and joy are given. They overflow and you are filled up when you give in this attitude. So, our offerings are part of our journey to salvation. Indeed, our offerings are part of our theosis, part of our becoming like God. Just as we began talking about this epistle, that God is the one who provides all of the abundance and fruits of nature, we take portions of it as a copy and like God of God's providence, and we give it out into the world to those others. And so, Giving and offering, Christian offering, is a part of our journey toward God, our journey in becoming like him. So in summary, I want to lay out the principles in clarity, these principles and promises of God. There are five that I want to bring out. To sow is to make an offering. It is the planting of the seed. And when we sow, God promises that we will reap. When we give, we give as a blessing to the other. This is our motivation. We treat all that we already have as an open hand and not something to grasp and hold on to that ties us to this world, but we have an open hand about it, an open hand as an offering. And our offerings to God always have his promise tied to it. We give in the trust of God's promise. And when we give in the trust of God's promise, then he works, and he works to abundance. So my brothers and sisters, be cheerful givers whenever the opportunity is there. Give with the thought of a blessing to the other and have no other thought. They just simply confuse what we are to do. And give and hold what you have with an open hand because everything that is, you have was given to you by God. And he desires you to share, to give with a blessing. So may God continue to bless us with the riches of his providence and the light of his face shine on us that we may sow and offer with an open hand what he has given already, that we may offer a blessing to all those around us. May the Lord help us to do this in joy that we may receive the abundant grace and receive the increase in righteousness that he promises us. Amen.